This is Pete Coriel. He's a spear fisherman and a waterman. You were saying that you have waterman's guy, or what do you have? You have Pete Coriel Expeditions. Yeah, so my own brand, which is uh, Peter Coriel Worldwide Spearfishing Expeditions. We do guided spearfishing trips all over the world, basically. Um, And then I have an e-commerce business that sells. I have a couple partners in that. Some really cool guys who we could do a whole podcast with them someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a, a business that sells spear fishing and free diving equipment online so that's my deal yeah i know we like talked about this before we like pete someone that actually inspired me to do podcasts and um he's somebody that like for the longest time i've been wanting to have him on it's literally taken us like a year and a half to do this um but i just mostly want to go into like all your story do you always have stories for days and days and days like you're constantly and that's what, like what it's hard because it's like we're friends and we're always talking about like these crazy, funny stories that are like your experiences. And it's always like kind of tough to capture them like on a camera, let's say. Mm-hmm. But I know we don't want to like, go here and go like, oh, so you're five years old. You found out about fishing or whatever it was. But right. I do want to go into like all your like expeditions and all your different things because that's who you are, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's talk about all that stuff. All right. So fire it off. What's the first question here, pal? I mean, I don't know. I just want to like we kind of fucking botched it in the beginning. Right. Uh, I was having feedback and then I was like trying to make a joke and it went fucking south and flat. And then, <laughs> and then I was like trying to like pull it back, but it was just, I was also like in my head thinking like it was not going to work out and it, and it didn't. So here we are on right. second rendition. Uh-huh. But uh, no, dude, I want to know about like we were talking before about how my podcast is called Artist of Life. And I feel like you truly live like your life. Like you do what you love to do. You're in the water. You're not just like fishing like regular. You're like you're going out on like expeditions. You're going on adventures. So mm. I don't know. Yeah. I what mean, stands out to you? Yeah. What stands out? Well, I mean, listen. Since we're gonna we're gonna talk about spear fishing, and for the most part, I think um, I, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. I guess, but um, you know, I don't know how much of the audience is even gonna know what it is that I do, which is basically i'm a professional spearfishing guide and and i i i practice what's called free dive spearfishing so it it's basically diving in the ocean under the water without the use of assisted air or tanks it's all breath hold or or free diving yeah and you're basically using a an apparatus or a spear gun to um capture you know fish basically spearing fish underwater uh that's what i do um, I also have, as of late, been getting more into the rod and reel fishing thing too. Um, so yeah, that's a big part of all this stuff as well. But yeah, so basically I started spearfishing when I was really young. Um, and then it kind of inadvertently became a <laughs> career. <laughs> so yeah. And now it's going like on, it does. It's going on like 12 years now and, uh, it's been a, a pretty interesting ride. It's had its, its ups and downs and. But it's been pretty cool. I've uh, I've I've been lucky to uh, meet a lot of amazing people on the way and, and have a lot of amazing experiences and being able to travel all around the, the world. Um, it's been a pretty cool, pretty wild ride, and it's it's amazing. Sometimes I I sit back and think about how much it's it's my whole life is encapsulated around it, whether I like it or not, which is is sometimes pretty wild when I think about it. You know, from the the people I've met to the experiences I've had to how my whole life basically revolves around it. So, um, it's it's pretty cool for the most part. It's 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 a pretty amazing thing. I'm, I'm um I feel very lucky 
to uh, have been able to have the experiences I've, I've had directly because of what I basically almost inadvertently chose to do for for a living. Yeah. So it's I mean it's a real it's a lifestyle too. Like so. Yeah, it's a definitely a lifestyle. Like I, whatever. Whenever I think about you, I always remember the, these photos you were just showing me on your phone, and maybe they're on your Instagram as well. But you're like dragging these two giant fish up the beach, and you're like on this deserted kind of island. Like you're in the middle of nowhere. Like where was that? Uh, which which picture was? Sorry, say it again. You're like dragging those two giant goldfish up. Oh the beach. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a cool photo. That was uh, that was down in Panama. That was that photo. Man, a lot of stories from those days. That that photo was taken um, on a trip years ago in Panama. I was running. I had started a spearfishing outfit down there with a buddy of mine, and we were running these remote spearfishing trips. Um, we were basically camping on a deserted island. It was called Isla Montuosa, and you know, living in tents and going out every day and spearfishing and eating eating our fish every day for damn near breakfast lunch and dinner um but yeah that was uh it's a cool photo that kind of encapsulates what that kind of what we were living at that time it was pretty cool yeah the guy actually who took that photo he's a really cool guy he was a guy from uh florida actually lives in miami i believe um it's funny there was we did so many trips there over the years and they kind of all blend together and you, you kind of forget about some of the trips, but there's just, there were so many crazy experiences. And once in a while you have things that kind of remind you of a specific trip. And you just reminded me of that one. That was, yeah. that was a pretty cool trip. Um, we, there was a ton of fish on that trip. It was a really cool group of guys. And wasn't that was it, just a wild time. Wasn't it also like a narco stop too, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that island, uh, I mean, it's basically dead smack in the middle of one of the biggest drug trafficking highways in the world. And, uh, did you, did your followers say any, say whether they want to hear about spearfishing or, uh, cocaine yeah, cowboys? So what, yeah. Let's, let's get a vote. <laughs> who wants to hear about spearfishing and who wants to hear our opinions on the, the cocaine cowboys documentaries? <laughs> Dude, that, that's what we were just talking about. Like that Billy Corbin documentary. This yeah. is like insanity. What was going on down there? The actual wild crazy. East. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The wild East. I mean, yeah. it's like, that was more crazy than what was going out in the West. It's insanity. What was going yeah, on out there. It's unbelievable. Incredible. So that kind of stands out as like a highlight, but like, I mean, we're like, haven't you seen pirates and shit? Like some like, kind of like, just like some wild, like you were saying something about like, where did you like have like a wild experience? I feel like Africa where you're like, there's some of like, kind of like some people like in these like pirate type boats. So you're like, all right, kind of stay away from those people. Was that you that was telling me about this? I don't know. I don't know if that was me. Mm. I mean, I listen, I haven't had any pirate encounters, but, um, I mean, knock on wood, I I've in in all the stuff we've done out on the ocean we've i've been lucky enough to um i mean there's certainly been close calls of different degrees but um obviously always everyone always thinks sharks yeah right right yeah but you guys are, you guys are like one. one with them yeah the, i mean certainly any any i guess you could call it close calls that i've ever been involved in with sharks have always been our own doing where we're just pushing yeah. the edge or the limit of what we're getting away with. But I mean, this shark thing, and I will say nowadays, you know, people are more, it, there's certainly a, an awareness of, you know, you, you can think, you can look back on when Jaws came out and, and I think the general public just didn't really know much about sharks. And there was this general idea that they were just incredibly dangerous and 
if you were in any waters where there were sharks, you were you were dead. You know, that's not really the case, of course. I mean, I, yeah, I've uh, seen your video. You guys are, like, with them. Yeah. You're, like, yeah. in their house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's – we're certainly not the only ones, uh, you know, doing, if you want to call it extreme things with sharks. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's certainly a, an element of uh, of what I do is, is – being around, you know, depending on where we are, you know, it's every location is different. There's some places we go to dive or spearfish where there's lots of sharks and you're, you're around them and with them all day in the water. And it's, it's actually a really cool aspect to some of the, you know, it's a cool experience for me. I think it adds to the whole experience of, of, um, you know, learning their behavior, being comfortable in the water with them, um, just being around them. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing thing. And then certainly, you know, there's a learning curve of, you know, knowing how to, how to act around them or whatever. And then there's an element of uh, pushing limits with them, and that's when, yeah, that's when that's things when can get, weird. yeah. And it's you, and it's, I mean, it's I've never, I've never personally, not to say that this can't happen, I've never been in a situation with sharks where it was just like completely uh, my had nothing to do with me and I, you know, jumped in the water and I was being attacked by sharks. That's never been an issue. It's, it's always, like I said, pushing, pushing a limb, a limit or pushing the edge of, yeah. uh, of, uh, of, you know, what you can do around them. Whatever your environment is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, obviously you get a good read on them. What is, uh, any answers? How many people we got watching? No, we just have a couple. There's like three people right now. Mm. We had more earlier, but we'll see as it goes on. Um, you were telling me, I think a couple weeks ago, or like a month ago, or whenever it was that we, I saw you last, but you were saying that you were swimming, and all of a sudden you just saw this giant eyeball going by, and it was a whale. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> That's that actually was insane. Yeah, it was funny. I totally forgot about that. It's like, you know, the, back to what I was saying, like one kind of quick little experience. That was pretty cool. That was in Baja. It was on a liveaboard trip. It was actually a trip I wasn't working. I had just... Uh, I had... Uh, I had just gone on the trip. I was down in Baja running trips with clients of mine, and then I had some time off, and, and the guy I work with down there had this liveaboard he was running, and he said, oh, go on go on the liveaboard if you want. And there was a couple guys I knew going on it. So um, so I went on that trip, and, and you know we were diving areas that I had spent tons of time in. It was nothing really new to me, but it was, uh, it was a cool trip. We had a couple really good – one guy in particular, this guy Owen Bartruff, been doing trips with me forever – He's become a very close friend. Really cool guy. He's a legend. That would be a cool guy to have on a podcast. He's a maniac. He's got a lifetime of crazy stories. So that was kind of what motivated me to go on that trip was to spend some time with Owen. Um, <clears throat> there was another guy on the trip who I'd actually hadn't met before. And, and um, since that trip became close with, I was actually just down in Miami. I, I spent some time with him uh, last week. guy by the name of Scott Groves. Really cool guy. Anyways, we were uh, it was towards the end of the trip. We were... Uh, we, and we had amazing weather and it was it was pretty fishy it was a good trip and it was towards the end we were at a spot that um i had dove a bunch before um not a particularly um in terms of uh you know a, a place with like extreme spirit you know it wasn't a deep spot it didn't it wasn't a place where we had you know been known to get big trophy fish out of but it was a it was a cool place it had some kind of interesting structure on the bottom um, and there was kind of always something to shoot there for dinner. So that particular day, there was like this incredible visibility. It was like top to bottom. And we were diving it towards the end of the day. And there was no current and everyone had kind of spread out. And I was kind of kicking along the edge of this reef. And we were only in, I bet it was about 70 feet of water. 
and that time of year in southern Baja, you get the uh, gray gray whale migration, and I was kicking along the surface, and I turned to my right, so I was actually looking towards the shore, and 15 feet off my shoulder was this giant gray whale. I mean, it's wild to see a giant whale like that in shallow water. Yeah. It was just kind of swimming next to me, and it was like, it was like looking right in its eyeball, and I was like, that's pretty wild. And I just <laughs> yeah. kind of went off and did my thing, but I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And I, in that, you know, I've had a bunch of cool encounters with whales and that one I kind of forgot about. And somebody recently reminded me of it. And I was like, Oh my God, that was, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Huge gray whale swimming basically on the surface in 70 feet of water. Is that what they do? 15 feet. From, I get, yeah, I get that times. I mean, that's crazy. They just, they come in shallow and that, yeah. like I said, that um, there's like a migration that time of year and that, part of the world um and they come right they come up in like the mangroves and shit and, what? Uh, wow yeah it's pretty cool so they come in shallow but you hear them when you're diving it's you know that you you hear them all all and it's crazy because you can't tell how far away they are and you'll be on these dives and you're like fuck is this thing like right over me like am i gonna run into this whale as i'm swimming back up to the oh surface? that would be so i never cool. even thought that yeah. was like an issue yeah you know there was another that time, would be so yeah, that'd be crazy wild. gotta wait for that thing to go yeah there was another time when i was in, diving in puerto rico and there was a, a humpback and a calf and same thing, shallow, 60, 70 feet of water. And I jumped in with them and I actually, they were like down near the bottom. It was wild. I, sw- I swam, I got video of it. I swam super close with my camera and I actually got a little nervous because they kind of took off and, you know, they move slow, but they, they're their body's fast. moving slow, but they're hauling. And I kind of, well, I almost got like hit by the mother's tail and I was kind of like, whoa, I'm going to get, yeah, it's pretty cool. That was pretty wild. So when, when they're in the water and they actually, and they do start like creating force, does it actually create like a percussion of water? Yeah. I mean, you you get like a little wave. Cavitation or whatever. Yeah. You feel the, yeah, you feel the force. That's crazy. That's like a crazy force to feel. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's funny because like they don't move. They, they they're so slow, but just like they're just going. Incredible power. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's crazy that people even wailed before. Like the like in like these shitty little boats and just getting them. Wildest. What the hell? Yeah, that's something I've always had like a real interest in was like whaling culture. It's crazy. Yeah. And Sag Harbor is like like I've never even actually been to the whaling museum. Have you? You know, it's funny. I haven't. I was gonna bring my daughter there. We should go there sometime. This year, I know. I was gonna go. It was actually during COVID, so it was closed. But yeah, you know, it's an amazing uh, whaling museum. Is the one on Nantucket? Oh yeah. Incredible. Yeah, and you know, if you know anything about uh whaling history and culture i mean nantucket was the hub of the whaling industry in the world for a while back in the day it's pretty incredible so what they use them for like the oil yeah the oil i mean they lit all nantucket with whale oil it was a, that's it insane was a, yeah it was like an incredibly valuable commodity back they then. couldn't think of anything else i guess yeah and they actually used to like they would look for this little it was like petrified whale turd or whatever it was inside the whales that they would make perfume from it was really valuable jesus um yeah we are some weird monkeys yeah it's pretty wild but um yeah that whaling stuff was was incredible i mean those guys would go out for they'd be at sea for a year or longer sometimes you know until they filled all their barrels it was pretty incredible these guys would and then they would come home for like a month you know, and they're, they're on, and they're on wind. They're on wind. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, this was this this back in the day, you know, eighteen hundreds or earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, these guys would come home for like a month. They'd like knock their wife up, 
leave for like a year or two, come back, they'd have like a, a, a kid, you know, that they hadn't even seen. You know, this is obviously. Uh, like, all right, is this guy ready to work yet? Yeah, there was no FaceTime back then. So, yeah. it was like, you know, you come <laughs> yeah. back and there'd be this like one year old kid you hadn't, you, you know, you hadn't even seen yet. Yeah. Um, and then they just go out and get some whales. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. There's a, there's a really good book called uh, uh, In the Heart of the Sea, which is like the true story of Moby Dick, basically. Mm. Uh, pretty incredible book. I actually read that book twice. So Didn't you, did you read it recently? No, no. The last time I read it was years ago. I was actually the second time I read it. I was it was during one of my seasons down in Panama, and it was. Uh, I, I I remember I would read it in my tent at night, and you know some of those days. <laughs> so classic. Sometimes back then it was like, <laughs> you know, that stuff was rough. You know, we were working nonstop, for yeah, like three months straight, and living in a tent the whole time. Basically, it was kind of rough living, you know, and uh, I would. Like a book like that, you would read it. Like I'd read a couple pages at night or whatever, and and you'd read how tough these guys had it, and so it like put things in perspective. You're like, like God, I'm, oh, I'm actually, I got, I got this whole tent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sleeping on an air mattress in a tent. And these guys were like, you know, they'd be on a ship for two years, wet. Like, yeah, and with you, gout. Yeah, they, you know, no, they didn't have freaking grunions back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were like, yeah, it was just gnarly. And then if you were low on the totem pole, I mean, that was that was tough living. You know, you. Slept down in the freaking we are so gully soft of the compared ship to that. and like yeah, and they didn't make any money. Most of the guys would come back and they'd be in debt to the boat because they'd have to buy like, you know, they they'd uh, they'd have to buy their own supplies from the the ship store on the boat. So by the time they got back, the little money they made, they had to pay it back to the ship owner because they owed them for whatever, you know, clothes or whatever they had to buy. I mean, it's it's pretty that was tough living. It yeah, was pretty wild. It's it's crazy because like where I grew up, you would never even you don't really learn about whaling or like yeah. a lot of ocean yeah. culture even like yeah. marine biology. Yeah. So it's like as I've gotten older, just like I'm like so curious about it because it's like yeah. there's it's just a whole new world. Yeah, it's we, not it's not quite the same when you go to the mountains. It's like all right, there's deer, there's bears, there's elk. Right. And we have such a rich mariner culture. Yeah. In New England, you know, Nantucket and. Uh, well, even off the coast out. now out here, like the, that that whole bunker situation that was like pushing around that's like because it's like thriving out there right now yeah it's, it's been pretty wild we just went to this uh shark panel situation with the south fork natural history museum and that's what angel is actually like she's doing a, a film project with them mm-hmm. so they study all the sharks and they have like these have you seen these cams that they're putting on the sharks now yeah it's pretty wild dude actually kind of yeah. sick they're a couple grand and they put it on the they put it in the dorsal fin and like they could like it goes the shark has it on for like I don't know, maybe eight hours or ten hours or something like that, and then it like pops off, and they have a GPS, and they go pick the thing up. Right. But the footage is insane. But they have like spinner sharks up here, which uh, which they said they did, have never really had them up here. Mm-hmm. And there's like all these different species of sharks that like they have not really like they're like thriving up here. There's like, a lot of sharks that like that have pushed from down south that like are generally not here. Right. But that plume that like everyone saw on Instagram, did you ever actually see it? I saw a bunch of footage from this year. You know, there was. There was that amazing footage that guy had of those. No, giant- not not the footage, but did you see? Because we all we both went out there, like when I was out there with Dave and you're out there with Luke. Mm-hmm. But did you guys did you guys actually see that big bunker, like that or that big whatever you call it? What do you call that big thing of fish like that? Oh, the big bunker schools. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we we got into them this year. We didn't see the. I think we just weren't in the right place at the right time. <clears throat> I mean we saw whales real- and yeah, sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we saw, I think two baby white sharks right off you know a couple hundred yards off the beach that and that's day. what they're trying that's what that that whole foundation is like trying to like they're trying to find because it's supposed to be like a nursery mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a breeding ground or a nurse it's a difference there's like a breeding ground and then there's like a nursery ground for those white sharks apparently mm-hmm. but they're like there's not really that much research on them. like they're like 
yeah, kind of a yeah. mysterious creature. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, some of that stuff going on. I mean, Luik had that situation flying his drone from his house by ditch planes a couple weeks ago, and there was a giant, I mean, square miles school, mig- migratorial, I guess, school of spinner sharks, thousands of them. Yeah, that's what they're it's saying. incredible. Yeah, and I don't know. Oh, a couple know, weeks ago still? Yeah, I mean, is that like, who, like, has that been seen before? Is that something that's happened before? Has, has it happened and no one has seen it? It's pretty wild. Uh, real quick, I'm going to say there's actually a buddy of mine. Just left a little comment here. My buddy, Captain John. Dude, that's another character. Um, he says, hey, Pete, give us who just joined a fill-in on who you're interviewing. So I'm actually technically not doing any, the interviewing, but Brett is. So, John, to answer your question, we've <laughs> got my, my, my good friend, Brett Loving, really interesting guy. He's a crazy moto head. He's an artist. He's a builder. He's an artist of life, and he's got this cool podcast that um, I'm, I'm uh, honored to be invited to join in on. So that's who we got here to answer your question. Who's the camera on now? It's on you. This whole time? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who are we talking? Who is this guy? <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, it was really interesting to actually talk to them and hear a bunch of like activists, I guess. I don't know if they're activists, but they're environmentalists and biologists mm-hmm. and they're specialist in like their marine culture. Like a lot of times people are always like talking about like the depletion and how bad everything is. And these people are like, no. It's actually great. The east end of Long Island right now is thriving like never before. Mm. And they, they actually attributed it to be uh, the lift of – there's like some sort of like bunker fish like lift. Or like there's some sort of like they, – they lifted like the regulations on bunker fish or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then because of that is why we have the bald eagle now. Mm-hmm. Is what the, This is what they're saying. The right, bald eagle's right, back, right. which is true. Within the last like three years, there's I've seen, yeah, I've seen 40 bald eagles. Yeah. Like literally I've seen, I've seen 10 to 15 this summer. So they're saying bald eagles. They're saying that these like big schools of bunker fish are like like they're moving in. They're like they're repopulated. Um, so it's interesting to see that like some of like the different efforts that are made. Like these people have like lobbied to like not let these bunker fish just get like smoked out of like these these regions, mm-hmm. and then the fishing goes to shit. Right? I mean, I don't know right. what the fuck I'm talking about. Right, I, right, I know right, nothing. Right, right. So for your audience, they're all fisher people. Like right, I right. I know nothing. I'm just I'm a guy that yeah, doesn't I mean, know anything listen, about fishing. The Men Hayden or the bunker, the, the history behind it was pretty interesting. And you know, they it was it was a depleted fishery at one point. They used to they used it for oil, basically. Um, yeah, they're they saying used, they use they, it for makeup in, and all sorts of yeah, shit. Yeah, they used to use it in farming. Yeah. Um, so I think it used to be a, the quote unquote fishery used to be a lot more prolific. But yeah, there's now this talk of that it's um, you know, and it's a food chain essentially. So now that it's they've become more abundant, it's. Uh, adding to things like you're talking about with like the bald eagle now being more prevalent because of the food source. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, we've, you know, all those, like I started talking about earlier, there was that guy that had all that amazing drone footage this year of the bunker schools right off the beach in the Hamptons and the I mean, crazy on it, the giant, giant bluefins. I mean, it's pretty wild. And, you know, we've seen that so many times in front of my buddy Luke's house. He's got that house right on ditch plains and he's always flying his drone off his balcony and there's, um, we've just seen so much incredible wildlife out there. It's right? crazy. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And most people are walking along the beach. They don't even know it's there. And it's totally. just, just beyond this, the, the waves basically. And it's literally a whole other and planet. and bunker and tuna. And yeah, it's pretty amazing. 
It's a pretty cool thing. Pretty brilliant to just like fly your drone out there real quick and be like, yeah. and then just look down. Mm-hmm. And know, then like, holy shit, there's something there. You know, I, I, I ran into my buddy Micah um, this weekend. who's just such a cool guy. And he was saying like, oh man, Luik should do like a thing where he flies his drone like every day. And like, when it, you know, or every day there's something going on out there and like take photos and like you can make like a cool book like a, a coffee table book with all these amazing photos throughout i'm sure like, he's pushed record on course. A... yeah God, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you like the funny like that whole thing with that giant school of spinner sharks he's such a character he like didn't have a memory card in his drones so he's like, oh, <laughs> he like, just nobody... spectating yeah and like out of you know from when he was telling me the whole story i wasn't there for it but he basically he said just out of sheer coincidence there was nobody around there's nobody on the beach that day, there was nobody on the trail in front of that. So nobody, he was like the only one witnessing it. And he's witnessing this incredible thing that he's like, man, I don't know if anyone has ever seen this before. And he's like, he's got no memory card in the drone, so he can't. So he ended up taking his phone and recording. <laughs> it was playing on the, on the remote That's of the drone. That's actually hilarious. So he has some, like he's yeah. got proof of it. But he's like, it was, shit, in like yeah, panic mode yeah. as the drone's in the air. Yeah. Like, God damn yeah. it. It's pretty, yeah, it's unbelievable. I have so many moments like that with a damn drone. Like you yeah. get it up and you push record and there's like no memory space. You're like, what in the hell are we even doing yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, crazy. it's crazy like that. You know, the I've seen dolphins like that where it's like just as far as you can see from one end of the beach to the next. And it's just, I mean, tens of thousands of dolphins and they're all just like kind of like spiking out of the water. And to see sharks like that, that's terrifying. Right. right. That sounds like a nightmare. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's what they attribute it to, apparently, is that, you know, we're we're doing good to the ocean in some regard. Yeah. So there's good news out there, folks. Yeah, it's very cool. It's good for us spear fishermen. It means there's, there's fish more fish in the water. Yeah, no, I'm I'm certainly an advocate of that. It's great. Yeah, good stuff. Um, you're also a hunter. Yeah, I uh, I I do uh, I love bow hunting. Yeah, I'm not a very good. Uh, I can pattern an animal pretty good, but I'm certainly horrible at shooting a bow. But um, I do get lucky, <laughs> I do get lucky sometimes. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I love, and you, and so are you, as we know. But yeah, I, I, uh, it's a, it's a um, passion of mine. I really, I enjoy it. It's something that I haven't done for that long, so it's, it's cool. It's like fresh and new, and and I'm always trying to learn new things. And and we're lucky enough to have amazing whitetail hunting right here where we live on long island literally some of the cool. biggest deer i've yeah, ever seen this cool. this deer came through the yard the other day that could barely even keep its head up i mean that's that's a lot of antler that's an yeah. antler at that point it's like it's like a, it's a, yeah. not even like a i guess they all these are antlers but yeah it was it was heavy it was like a it looked, i thought it was a mule deer i was like what the hell yeah. is that a mule deer this is not mule deer on eastern long island but yeah. it was just like this weird non-typical thing mm-hmm. yeah i was instantly in socks and about five seconds after that, I was like pulled up in the driveway. I was like, eh, I better kick the old shoes off and stop through the leaves and see how close I can get. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's like a whole thriving ecosystem out here that people don't really know about. Like people right. come out here and they're like, I used to kind of like mock people a little bit and be like, oh, you think you're in the woods, huh? Yeah. Because it's like there's houses everywhere and it's really not the woods compared like compared to like where I kind of came from. Like mm. where you go in the woods, you can die from something actually. Right, right. But still, there's like a thriving ecosystem here. There's the turkeys are I've never yeah, seen more turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're almost annoying. Yeah, there's so many yeah. turkeys. There's so many damn animals actually out here. It's pretty pretty crazy yeah. that they just like kind of coexist off everyone's like Scott home care garden mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. That's like what they're eating. I think the whole time. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but when you 
when you go hunt, I know you do a lot of tree stand hunting. Yeah. Are you interested in doing more like spot and stock? Yeah, hundred percent. And I've done spot and stock. Um, not a lot of it, but I've done it. I, I, uh, I did a cool trip with a client of mine. Funny enough, it wasn't a spearfish. You know, we were doing, I was traveling with a, this client, really cool guy. We were doing a bunch of spearfishing trips and we, we were looking for something to do. And I was like, oh shoot, let's just go do a bow hunting trip. So we ended up going to Molokai in Hawaii. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It was a cool. To, That's right. To, for access for deer. Access deer. Yeah. That was cool. And it was mostly, it was a lot of it was spot and stalk. That was a really cool trip. Tons of deer over there. They're, they're really cool animals. Those access deer. Very good to eat. They have these cool antlers. The, the hide is really cool. They're a lot smaller. Um, yeah. They're smaller. Very, but really cool. That was an interesting trip. But every, cool. Everyone always explains those things as like totally switched on. Like they're just like way more alert than most yeah, animals. I know. I heard that. I remember going into that trip, like doing a lot of research on them. And uh, it was not like that. No, they are. I mean, I, I, I don't. You don't I have don't, a, I don't you think have they a database. Any, no, or? I don't think they were any, any more tuned in than a whitetail. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the whitetail here are very switched on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, this is like. You know, we we're hunting them in in timber and in the woods or whatever, but it's certainly like urban hunting out here. You know, typically, <laughs> yeah. you know, for the most part, we're urban not hunting, hunting is yeah. a crazy. That should be a T-shirt. But we're not hunting. I mean, most of the most of the uh, Hamptons areas urban I, hunting I hunt are, are no more than forty acres, so it's like these small plots of land and you know, in between houses and roads. So it's, I would consider and the deer, hunting. Yeah. But I mean, people should also know the deer are moving freely through that. It's not like a 40 acre farm. No, deer. no, no, no. Right. But I'm, that's what it's I'm not saying. Plug I mean, they're play. moving, they're going from like somebody's backyard into a uh, wooded area. That's only 40 acres where they're, you know, pinch points and funnels and all that. Um, but I would kind of consider it. It's still hard. Yeah. It's it still super be. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But they're tuned in. That's the point is like, they're tuned in. They're like, they, they, they know, know the, the deal is and yeah they're like if they're not on the streets or in like their cars living out in the middle of nowhere that it's never seen a human before you know? yeah so it makes it kind of i remember like when i would be in the woods as a kid like if i would see an animal and it was spooked it would see me and it would spook and it would run away you could always like you could like whistle or like say right. something and it would stop and kind of like look back at you almost always like a, or like a lot and like mm-hmm. here that never i've never been able to like a deer as soon as it sees you it's like gone it knows right, it's like right. all right it's time to get the hell out of right, here right. um so that's interesting though like you're like kind of bringing your skill set from the water to land mm-hmm. shooting a... yeah no it's certainly um yeah there's there's definitely um some similarities with hunting underwater and hunting above water for sure absolutely no doubt about that yeah it's probably a, a big part of what you know what i like about it but yeah i mean all that i mean for me even you know the whole idea of, uh, you know, uh, hunter gatherer, right? Like going out and providing, you know, fresh food, whether it's a fish or a deer, or if you have a garden or whatever it might be, and, and providing yourself and your family with, um, you know, something you harvested. That's a really cool thing. Totally very fulfilling. Very, so. very fitting of the time too. Like everyone's like just realizing it. Everyone's yeah. like, oh. Oh, do you you have a garden? It's like, right, yeah, right, dude, people right. had gardens forever. Right, like that was right, like all right. you had before. Right, right. And it's like now we've like finally gotten back to like full circle. Like, oh, we like hunt and gather, and like it's so funny that's like frowned upon. Do you get like pushback from anybody ever? Of course, yeah. I mean, there's certainly uh, there's an element of uh, even in the fishing thing. Yeah, for sure. 
Because it's sure. like people are always so like they're like ah oh, it's a fish whatever but right, so right. people still get pushback on yeah, that yeah for sure I think there's there's more pushback with hunting mammals for sure yeah it's kind of silly but um, but yeah I mean there's there's always there's you know there's people that don't agree with it for sure yeah it's it's strange I mean I guess I get it like obviously people have I'm so I'm so I don't know how I feel about it you know I grew up in Montana so. Everyone hunted. Right. People people literally brought their guns to school. Right. As long as they didn't park on like student property, like or the the school property, like they brought their guns to school. Um, that was like pretty standard issue. Mm. And the kids would go like if they got out a little bit early, they'd go hunting. Right. Um, but it is like a little bit strange. People like hunting elephants and shit. Like, what the f- like? Mm. I have no does. I can't even imagine that. And I saw. Th- I I know. I know. I know. <laughs> But dude, it's like I've been think I've been thinking about it like a little bit lately because I I watch these bow hunting shows, right? Like, cause it's crazy what you can actually see on YouTube. Like some stuff like they won't show, and then some stuff they will. But like, dude, there's a guy that like hunts with a spear on YouTube. Slockmaster. There's a couple of guys like yeah. Tim O'Brien or some yeah, shit like that. But there's the Slockmaster guy, dude. That guy's gnarly. I watch some stuff. It's freaking dude. cool. No, he uses a throwing spear. That's what I'm saying. And he puts a GoPro on it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like a gyro, so it spins. I can't even believe they show dude, it. It's crazy. But the thing that that guy, what's so amazing, is his persistence and patience i know dude he'll sit in a stand oh, and he'll jerry rig some shit too yeah, he'll sit in a tree stand for like two days straight to like because he's got they got to be like right under him dude that guy's yeah. awesome he's, he he's, gets his, pigs and all sorts yeah, of stuff Yeah, dude everything but it's dude he incredible. got a bear with the thing yeah i was about to say fucking bear that. yeah with a yeah, spear yeah it's pretty wild that's some crazy Slot shit master yeah that is that who cool. he is yeah it's so you've you've really stumbled cool. upon this shit on oh, youtube yeah, too no, i've watched a bunch of his stuff it's pretty i was cool. just fascinated but he does regular like bow hunting stuff on on his shows or whatever but uh, yeah but it's the only interesting thing about him is that spear shit because it's like you're like yeah, watching youtube wild. out of everything all of a sudden that guy comes on yeah and you're like wait what the actual fuck they're yeah. actually going to show the whole gnarly kill and everything yeah yeah, yeah. like because it's, it's like you feel like youtube isn't really doing that and it's like they show that guy's getting after it. It's uh-huh. a whole situation. Uh-huh. I was watching this other lady. She's like, it's like a couple. I've like, now my whole algorithm's fucked. It's like uh-huh. all just like, if anybody comes over, they're like, dude, I, uh, what what are you really into? Uh-huh. But like, literally there's so much, bo- like, there's so much camo. It's like motorcycles, camo, two girls, one cup, two girls, one cup, snowboarding. Uh-huh. That's like, that's all it really is. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, this couple, dude, this chick is like, she's thick biscuits she's like she's a she's a she's she's something yeah but she i mean she pulls back like this 90 pound bow like more better than her husband she's just like thud like and dude she gets this uh giant kodiak brown bear but from like 10 yards Uh i mean this that's a pretty that's an insane thing dude i've seen some crazy footage of close this chick is 10 yards away from this thing and then and there's no there's no protection. There's like that's just a about, river. Yeah, that's that's right. In my wheelhouse, ten yard shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're good yeah, for. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Are you shooting a single pin? No. Oh, you have multi like you yeah, have multiple yeah, levels. Yeah, it's not an adjustable sight. Dude, I don't know how I feel about all that. Like now it's a Man, bow, so now it's a now shooting. it's a bow hunting podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so bad at shooting a bow. It's just ridiculous. How's it been going lately? Not very. It was it was alright. And then. I was shooting today. It was horrible. It always it always goes good. Like even if you're just like if you're gonna like be an archer, like if you like want to just shoot a bow, I think it's awesome just to do as an activity. Even if you're not a hunter, yeah, it's just a like, cool thing to do to yeah. be able, like shoot a bow and like make like a like you know bunch of arrows going like a small dot. Um, 
but it's like the first day you start shooting again it's like like after like the first like 10 15 minutes you're like oh yeah i got it all right and then the next day it's all goes to shit it's like you start like thinking about like your release point and like am i like doing this am i holding the bow weird am i torquing all this shit i don't even know what the hell i'm doing so it's just like i'm like oh so you're just flinging them yeah (laughs) (laughs) send the hail mary what about that time uh though when you were in mexico like you guys shot on that island you guys were there for a spearfishing trip but then there's like that's a place you like. You wanted me to go with you. There's like there's like mule deer on an island or black tailed deer. It was mule deer, yeah. But there oh. was yeah, and there was a place we hunt goats, which is pretty cool. So that's in Baja. Yeah, hmm. yeah, pretty cool. I wonder yeah, how that shit gets there. A lot of mule deer there actually. It's pretty cool. They have a they have like a big horn sheep down in Baja too. It's really expensive for the tags, but it's kind of interesting. I looked into it a little bit. Pretty cool, but yeah, Baja's an amazing place. Yeah, very cool. Um, are you spent a lot of time there? That's an amazing spearfishing destination. A lot of uh, you know, question I get sometimes is like, oh, where's the where's the best place or where's the one place you go and and you know, I, I not that there's like a, uh, the right answer for that, but I'll tell you, Baja's a place where there's so many such a variety of species of fish and there's such a wide range of seasons. It's kind of like it would be like the one place like, oh, if you can only go one place for the rest of your life to spearfish pick Baja because you have like good stuff in the shallows. You've got deep diving reef, blue water, yellowtail, marlin, cubera, yellow, you know, yellowfin tuna, so on and so forth. The list goes on, but it's a, it's a, it's a really amazing spearfishing destination. Yeah. So it's just a cool place. Baja's got a lot going on. Great motocross, uh, cool mountain biking, uh, which we did today. Boarding, surfing, what do you, spear fishing. What do you rate that mountain biking we did today? Oh, it was awesome. Dude, I yeah. was hammered after e- that. I'm an e-bike fan. Did you, were, were you? Well, I, the, I wasn't like. My battery was dying at the end. Yeah, yeah. And that side ache I had was, dude, I think yeah, I might have to go yeah, to the doctor. Yeah. I, I will Something's say this, wrong. like, I will say, I know that if, I've, like, I was on a regular mountain bike, like, I would have been, like, not, this, not, not, even if we hadn't gone, like, the same amount of distance or whatever, I would have probably been more beat up but man that pedal assist thing is if so we cool. went that same amount of distance on a regular no, 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 bike, no, i'm saying if we went half that distance on a regular bike i'd be more beat up than if oh 100 you know I mean? but it's so i mean you're certainly still getting good exercise but i think that pedal assist thing is the coolest thing it's really it's rad so fun just because you can you have speed yeah so it's enjoyable right totally I mean, it's really and you can least... get up the hills yeah especially exactly. when, when they're you're sandy like, yeah you don't get that thing where you get gas out going up a hill and then you're just like over it it's just that it's freaking cool man i mean it I, really it, is cool and it's even, a whole uh, separate like stone sport basically 100 percent. it's know? like it's a it's it, like a cross between being on a dirt bike and being on a mountain bike and well there's it's it's interesting because there's so many different realms to it now it's like there's like the suron which is like a fully electric right. but yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, pedal yeah, yeah. Yep, right yep, but yep. it's something cool that like it actually is just like an assisted pedal so it's still a bicycle yeah. it's still like a downhill bike essentially yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, like for being even a racer, like we were going at a good clip today, dude. Even yeah, on downhill you shit, figure some of it was what twenty and, miles an hour. Yeah, and mm, faster. Yeah, yeah, probably in a couple spots, probably yeah. like thirty-five. Yeah, you know what's you know what's cool is like it allows you to focus more on the aspect of going fast on these narrow single track trails. So you're fo- in, instead of like you're not like focusing on like stamina. You're like focusing on right, like the which is the most enjoyable part. Which yeah, is totally. Like Getting in that flow. The technique of like riding on these narrow trails yeah. at high speed. 
And that's, to me, that's what's enjoyable. A hundred percent. You get in that so, little flow for a second yeah, and you're just cruising. Cool. And you're not like, you're not completely focused on being like gassed out or exerting all this. You're energy. actually trying to go faster. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing, especially cool. when we're like behind each other, we're just like trying to push, push. Yeah. And Dude, Dave got a, cool. Dave got a lot better after going to Whistler too. Yeah, so yeah, his yeah. pace was like really good. Yeah. you see him gap that little route down the hill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, yes, yeah, that, was cool. that was actually awesome. You know, I was saying to Pete tonight, I was like, man, we gotta it makes. When we were riding today, at one point, I started thinking about all the stuff. I'm like, man, we need to come in here and build some more stuff on the trails because, mm-hmm. like, you could just build these cool little, you know, like it that's needs, why I said a shovel or a long way. Like you know that. that one? There's that one little thing where it was like somebody put some like sticks up on that log and you go over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that thing was the, my most memorable part of it. <laughs> yeah. You get a little launch off it. Well, know? I like that one little hit at the end, like that one little booter. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I called it mini booter, but like yeah. you take a shovel there for five seconds yeah. and you have like a good little jump. Yeah, makes me want to go like night back mission in there and like do yeah night a mission. bunch of cool little things like, and it's nothing like. It's not going to affect like anyone else. You know, it's just like. So I used to do that. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll out myself now. Right. But I used to do that. I used to like go out in the trails and I'd like yeah, build knock up. a tree down. Yeah. You, you used to do this when I was young. Yeah, you cut a tree <laughs> yeah. down, you knock it down in the trail. And you got a little shovel. No, no, no you can't do all that now. Oh. No, no, we no. would do that. I didn't, I didn't do any do, of that. We would put dirt over the tree. So you'd knock like a small tree down in the trail. Yeah. And you'd have shovels and you'd, put, and you'd make a little 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 kicker. something but you can ride over it like anybody could ride over it you didn't you know what i mean yeah it'd just be a little speed bump essentially but you could launch off it totally i used to like yeah. i would basically take stumps from trees that they already had down and then i'd basically like build dirt up the stump and i'd be like all right there's like a little side hit and then right. come back and it'd all be shoveled off yeah that's what used to happen to us someone like the town but, one coming i mean here. but like the next day so like the trail uh, crews out there like a lot especially on that main trail here. yeah that oh, guy, and, and i went really? and i went to a meeting i went to like a town meeting and then like the nature like <clears throat> trail preserve or something like that. They're like talking like, yep, we found some more BMX jumps and they had like pictures of them like in the back <laughs> oh, of their truck. And I was like, oh, the, those weren't mine. <laughs> the, they actually weren't. They were somebody else's. Like I didn't bring anything into the, like I wasn't packing wood and doing all that. I was yeah. like, oh, I'll bring a shot. Like you I know what the thing to do is, is to like, you'll have sections. Bring your you, skid steer. <laughs> you know, have sections where you like have a little cutoff, right? Like you build your own little trail off the main trail. No, they don't want that. That loops back in. Nope. They don't yeah, want that. But are they gonna like if you they go think through it, the they trouble? think they think if you do that that it's like gonna create a fissure in the earth right there and it's gonna like create like a new fault line and the whole Long Island will fall off. <laughs> That's what they think. No, I, but dude, I've been having so much fun with like I'm glad we went and did like that mountain biking, but we should really go to Mountain Creek and go do yeah. some downhill. Yeah, I'm down. Have you ever gone? No. Dude, you're actually pretty good on a mountain bike. Hey, you know me. Hey, good at everything, pal. No, but honestly, like you were like we were like I going on a good clip. E-bike. <laughs> it's nice that the bicycle finally evolved a little bit. It was like it was yeah. stale for a while. Yeah, no, really. Yeah, actually, yeah, though. I know, I know. Um, yeah. But dude, Mountain Creek is you think awesome. I'm actually good at mountain biking. I knew you. Were like, <laughs> I knew. <laughs> Yeah, no, actually. Yeah. No, you were, I was like I was actually surprised cuz I was like, "Oh, all right." That's why like, in the early in the very beginning I was like, "All right, let me get in the front and like let's like let's get after it." And then I'm, at the end you're like, "Oh, I'm up I'm up your ass, motherfucker." I was like, "All right, cool. We got like a good crew going." No, we were we were getting after it. We had a good clip going. Mhm. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was cool. But that's what I'm saying, you should come to Mountain Creek. Where is Mountain Creek? It's in Jersey. It's like an hour and a half oh, outside shit. of the city. Yeah, Shameless plug. Place is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's got super jumpy, flowy lines. Some of it's is like it, a little bit sketchy, but yeah. not really. But is there a lot of like non-sketchy stuff? Yeah, tons of non yeah. like oh, like shoot, let's all go. man-made. It's like the dream, dude. It's actually really fun. Cool. We should definitely make a mission there. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, and yeah. now now Dave, because we we took Dave there last time, but like the first run, Chance and I, my brother, 
we like we kind of already knew the run so we we're like all right we're gonna just gonna like all right dave follow us like it's kind of our fault a little bit because mm-hmm. like and if we go we should do it different but when we went we're like all right let's just go like kind of like scout the lines and then we like kind of like just rolled through everything and then second lap we're just like fuck it we got to hit every like we got it we, we already already would have hit everything the first one but like yeah. we wanted him to like cite it too so second one we were just definitely just bombing everything and by the time we actually got to like the bigger stuff he was like still towing on behind us and mm. i think he just like oj'd something which is like over jumping he just over he just oj'd this jump like to nose wheelie to when we saw him his helmet like <laughs> nice Nice helmet, nice showy helmet is just ground down all the paint off of it. Like, yeah. actually took a huge, huge slam. Um, no, he he got – and then he rode, like, a couple more laps after that. Mm. And uh, he ended up having, like, a broken scaphoid and something wrong with his shoulder. And he was – he was he had blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Dave. He'll fucking uh, stitch himself yeah. up and get back out there. Oh, yeah, he's a maniac. Yeah. For sure. He's another person I want to have on. Yeah, And absolutely. just talk about it's just his life – of yeah. funniness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude. I don't know. Where else do you want to go into this? I don't know. It could go anywhere. That's true. Um, yeah, you tell me. I am curious to know if you have, like, so you do, I, I, I know we didn't want to, like, just talk about, like, everything that you do. And, like, I know we want to tell, like, stories and stuff, too. But, like, I am curious, even just, like, as your friend. Like you do like these expeditions, right? It's not even just like about spearfishing every time. It's like I've like you're an epic cook, right? So it's like you think so? <laughs> <laughs> like good things. That's yeah, yeah. It. No, yeah. honestly, you know you're good. You're an epic cook. You and Pete, you guys, you guys always Pete's have like the, he's the man. That guy can cook. Oh man. Yeah, but you One can of the cook best too. Cooks I know to be honest. Yeah, amazing. yeah. He yeah, definitely I'm knows some shit. Do a couple, yeah, dude, he knows all good. the names of the tools in the kitchen. He's and, good. He's good, man. He's really good. Yeah. He's the real deal. Totally. Yeah. Um. But, like, I f- I'm curious, do you, like, have any idea of, like, I know, like, you you wanted, like, maybe, I know you do, like, spearfishing trips, but do you have, like, any, like, ambition to do any other type of expeditions elsewhere, like, inland? Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you mean? I mean, I know you want to go elk hunting, but, like, would you ever take clients to go do something on land? Uh, I would, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen... I wish I was this amazing, uh, incredibly experienced uh, bow hunter, and I could run. I don't think like that's what about. God, you know what I mean. I, 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 don't, I don't think that's what it's about, though. Like I, your essence, though, is like you create like an experience for people. Obviously, like you're epic in the water, and but like it's I, th- from what I see, and talking to you, it's like it's a cultural experience too. It's not like you just go there, you guys jump in a boat and shoot a bunch of fish. Like you're interacting with the people. You the, the people like every time I hear you talk about a place, there's a there's like five people that you talk about from that place mm. and they're your family. Right, right. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh, that's so-and-so. And this guy's got, Oh, he's crazy. And he's yeah, got, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, that's how, ha- I mean, yeah, there's so many aspects to all this stuff, right? Like, like these, you know, a big part of my life, obviously. And it's like, what I do is like all this travel and going on these cool, crazy trips and the people that go on the trips, the clients, you know, these, all these amazing, crazy people I've met over the years. And, and then the people that the contacts and the people that you meet along the way in these different places is certainly a cool aspect of like being able to go to a place you've been to that's on the other side of the world and you show up and you've got a bunch of people you know there that are super cool and and unique and crazy and you roll into a place and you have your contacts and they're going to help you out with this and help you out with that and yeah I mean that's a huge part of the experience for sure you know the human element and it almost sounds cheesy right but like 
No, it doesn't. You know, that's though. like such a big part of our trips. Are are and and over the years too. One really cool thing is is the spider web of friendships and you know meeting someone here and then introducing this person, putting these two guys on a trip that never met before, and then it's like these two epic people. But that's like, what I'm talking they about. They become friends, and it's like yeah. this giant like spider web of. of people and then the, everyone starts planning new experiences and like you go here with this group and here with this person and here with that i mean that's just a very cool element it, it's it's part of the whole experience right? well and, and it doesn't even have to be like necessarily bow hunting or something like that like because i mean yeah, it could be anything i mean well no that because you mentioned to me before a, a trip where we would go to maybe panama mm-hmm. and then also do like a motorcycle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. expedition yeah, that's a good example yeah there was a guy that um uh, you know, one of the many people I know down, the interesting people I know down. Like, is that is that still an option? Yeah, for sure. That guy's still running those awesome motor that trips is, up in the mountains. Dude, that's I mean, epic. Go, yeah, it's epic. Dude, that guy's such an interesting guy, too. What's the guy's name? Um, it's not Graham. Kieran. Oh, okay, Kieran. Yeah, he's got a guy that's helping him with it, too, that's like a professional. I wonder if it's Graham Jarvis. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Dude, it's so God. weird. You know, like the most keyed in people. Yeah, that's every who time he brought in with his whole thing. Don't you think there's something to that? Like in so know, many different so realms, funny. you know, some yeah. keyed in motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, that's the the Kieran started the whole thing there. You're like a you're like an attractant of like these people. Yeah, that's so funny. How? What made you think it was him? Because I he Graham Jarvis is a amazing. He's an like, enduro rider. Correct. Yeah, off-road rider. He's just, yeah. dude, he's like one Arisberg. He's like a fucking yeah, legend. legend, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, beyond. <coughs> um, so I follow him, and I've been seeing that he does like a Panama uh, yeah, that's, he's ride doing series. It, yeah. But they, they, dude, they, they're crossing rivers with zip lines now, oh, dude, and like they sick. have it totally yeah. set up. So if the you guy like want to. started that, Kieran is this amazing guy. So this is the guy you know? Kieran, yeah. Kieran started it. He used to run a property for a buddy of mine down there, and Kieran's just an all-around interesting guy, and. Um, and whenever I'd, I would be down there on these dive trips and I would be with Kieran and, um, he would, he, we started talking about motocross one day and, and he was like, oh yeah, man, we have, cause he would split his time from down on the coast to up, uh, up in the mountains in Boquete. And he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, we got a whole, he's like, the riding's amazing up there. You got to come up and check it out sometime. And we have a whole crew of people that do it. And it's like, there's like a scene, you know, you got and then total up, scene. Yeah. Then he started this like company they got a whole fleet of Husqvarna's and yeah. they do these sick trips I remember you know I showed you like I mean it's the riding up there looks amazing they do the they'll do a ride where they go all the way down through the mountains down to the beach back up Dude. and then I saw that that guy I didn't know who he was I you know that you know and I actually talked to Kieran about it. he's like yeah we got this guy Graham Jarvis or whatever and just him legendary. alone will be, bring people yeah and I see all the footage of him riding there it's insane but that guy is the most technical yeah, he's so technical on a bike stuff. Just like the way he can like nose wheelie onto things and yeah. like wheelie like yeah, almost he, like, he can do like almost like a cross between trials riding and off road. Right, right, right. So he can like yeah, get up like onto rocks. It's like trial riding. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's right. so technical. Yeah. It's, he's a and they have all that dude. crazy stuff there when they're riding in the riverbeds and like all those big boulders and yeah, it looks like some crazy technical riding up there. Hundred percent, and yeah. like they literally, but they have it so dialed in now that they've like spent some time. It's like they got the zip lines across the rivers. Like mm-hmm. they got it like yeah. Yeah, dude. Honestly, that guy Kieran, he's such a he's a badass. So, so knowing wh- him, it's probably what whatever you know the trips they do are probably insane. What would it look like if we went down there? We like, we'd spearfish for a couple of days and then like go do, jump yeah. on with those guys for a couple could days. Do all that, yeah, yeah, for sure. That would probably be want to spearfish beforehand because you're gonna be wasted, wasted after, after riding. Doing the riding, yeah, yeah. Whew. 
But we, I wish, shoot, we got to do that trip. I know we've talked about it for a while now, but. It only took us this long to do a podcast, probably yeah. about 10 years before we go on that trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, that, that looks like an epic trip. Dude, that, that would day be is cool. Idea. It's cool up in the mountains too. It's like the climate is completely different. It's only like 45 minutes up into the mountains. It's like cold up there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's bad. It's amazing. Beautiful. That yeah, that cool. see that's see like that's a that's so that's what I mean. Like that would be just that expedition alone. It's like it's not just about the spearfish and no, all that. It's like life you just, experiences. Dude. If you're gonna go down there, like you know, get get all the action you can. That would mm. be that would be ideal. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are in in seek of that though. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you go to these places to like go do something and it's like it's like what do you do you know it's how many vacations have you been on which probably not you but like most people they go on a vacation they're like oh we're gonna go rent some surfboards bro Mm -hmm. you're like dude that's this is like there's not even a wave out there you know what i mean um i don't know it's just i feel like that to me that like that piqued my interest when you started like talking to me about that i was like whoa dude like i started like actually envisioning i was like that would be such a legendary trip just to go do Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I guess technically we could do that here. We could go ride an Orient and then go spearfish in yeah, the afternoon. Of course, you could, but yeah. it's just not the same. Yeah, no, but that would be kind of cool. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Oh. How many people are tuned in? Two. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, Any comments? A couple. Actually, there's my my uh, my buddy Larry. Uh, it's from where I grew up. He's such a cool guy. Total character. He dropped a little comment in there. What did he say? He said, Brett, you're the best. What did he really say? He said, Pete, you're the best. (laughs) (laughs) He's a legend. Cool, funny guy. Total character. Remember those... uh... Shout out to Larry, Joe's Pizza. Maybe now's the time when we drop the uh, Johnny... Uh, conversation. Oh, <laughs> we should. Dude. I was trying to tell oh, Angel about these jo- these conversations that we've like we've recorded. Oh my god, dude, it's so funny. It's crazy. What a character, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I used to have this guy that worked for me, and his name is Johnny. And we, I called him up to say, uh, you know, hey, be at work tomorrow at seven o'clock. Mm. You know that kind of situation. And it was supposed to be like a five minute phone call, and ended up with. Uh, me and Pete basically like um, I we didn't fall asleep on the couch that time recording him, but mm-hmm. he talked for about an hour and a half, and we ended up recording the whole conversation. It was just complete truck driver comedy for days. Ugh. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah, we won't go into it, but it was out, too out of control. Character, bro. Dude, like the fact that people like that exist. Dude, it's just <laughs> like the stories. Makes life worth living. It's like I want him to be on the podcast, but also it's like it's immediately canceled. It's no, like it's immediately know. canceled. I think it would be great. I don't know. I think it would man. be some great, of the shit he talks about. No, I think that would be amazing. All right, turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we should have him physically on it. Oh, that's the thing. Well, you should. You should have him physically. It can't on be it. just me and be... him. It can't be just me and him. I'll sit here with him. Yeah, you guys would be great. Dude, it would be amazing. We, I'm like, that's got me excited, actually. Literally. It's 1954. Should we call him right now? Call him right now. All right, let's do it. Let's yeah. fucking call Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, let's fucking now do it. Now the fun starts. Hell yeah. All right. Forget talking we... about spearfishing. No one wants to hear that shit anyways. Oh, man. Johnny Truck Driver. Angel, I'm sorry to bother you. Can I ask you for one of those? 
May I have one too? Actually, oh, can, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Let's can get we, this party we... started, pals. What happens if I smoke in here? Should we both smoke? Yeah. <laughs> we're calling Johnny. Call Johnny now. Now this is getting fun. We got to get people. You got to tell a couple people we're doing this too. Are gonna want to. Can you hear it on your end? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope he picks up. You must read people's minds. I was just thinking about you. What's that? You must have telepathy because I was just thinking about you. What the hell? I said I gotta call Brent. What I, we? What I, happened? I said, I said, I <laughs> how things work? That's hilarious. That's how the world works. I was just with my my uh, my good friend Pete, who you met at my art show down at Long Beach, and uh, I was like, I was like, we gotta call Johnny. We're doing a podcast right now, and we have you on the podcast. We wanted to just say, we wanted to call Johnny and just say, what's up? How are you, man? What's going on? I'm just living the dream. What are you doing? Are you driving? I got back from Florida at 4 o'clock this morning in my own tractor that I bought. And I delivered the cigarette race boat down to South Florida on the west side over to uh, Port Charlotte. Yep. And I tried to get some things fixed on that truck before I left. No, not even Malcheck could handle me. People have looked everywhere. I rode down there with no AC. I have to get the AC compressor mounted, charged up. I got that all done. I stopped at the Allison transmission dealer in Jacksonville. That guy was cold. He me right up. They got me going. That truck runs damn good, Brett. It's similar to your little black roll-off. That's what it looks like. Oh, it's one of those trucks. What year is that one that you have? 2000. Mine's a 99. Oh, so... Have you have you visited uh what route you run and have you visited the the colony the rat colony? Visited who? The rat colony. Oh, you know they poisoned all them. I stopped by today, and there's a whole new colony. What? There's a whole new colony of rats. There's all new tunnels. I gotta start bringing them food. Right now, I have a bunch of bones from my lunch. I'm on my way into the Bronx. And when I'm done unloading, I pull over to the side by the rocks, by the water. And the rats are just sitting all over the rocks. I'm going to put this, this tin tray with all the bones and just sit there and watch them all come out. Of oh, so you're going to feed the rats tonight? I'm going into the Bronx right now. So you're fe- you, you got rats wait you got rats in the Bronx now? Oh man, you we're losing you. Wait, say that again. I'm going right down to South Bronx to Hunts Point. And you got a and you got a and you got a whole new rat colony there. It's huge. You got to see how many there are. And you look out there and you see all the glowing eyes. They're all rats. Do you, do you have any? Do you do you do you have any that you recognize? Not there. No, these are mean rats. My rats started to get really trusting with me. They were coming 
coming right up to that truck. I would call them, they'd light up, and I'd throw them. What do you, oh, they poisoned all those ones. What the hell? Oh, uh, we're loot. Johnny, you gotta get some service. Are you at your house? Yeah, I'm at home. That's why you're up in the hills No, I got full LTE over here. Oh, we may have lost him. Holy shit, somebody lost some furniture on the highway here. <laughs> the fucking nightstand all smashed into splinters and shit. <laughs> you see stuff like this all the time. Where are you at? Right on the corner of Manorville Road at Sunrise. Oh, that's a that's an area. It takes me an hour and 20 minutes to get in, into the Bronx. So you're bringing them food? Um, I, I, I am. I'm bringing the fish market their fish, and I got food for my rats. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, wait, so what kind of food are you bringing the rats? Oxtail bones. No way, you're spoiling these things? With chunks of fat and everything. Winter's around the corner. Winter's around the corner. Wait, so how so you're at so you, uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so um with the rats, like what how long are you gonna sit there with those things? Oh, they start fighting for the food. Oh, so you got like you got like your own like uh, MSG, but on the side of the road. I think that's the reason why scientists use rats to study, no? Well, that's because they're a dime a dozen, you know? You think that's why? Yeah, but where I grew up in Nassau County, there was a place called Primate Imports. <laughs> nobody, nobody believed me there. They did testing on these cute little monkeys, and they kill them. And their dumpster was full of little monkeys with their tops of their skulls sawed off and shit. They would kill them. They would import them and they would do all this testing on them. Pretty rude, you know? And they would put them in Ziploc baggies and throw them in a dumpster. Jesus. I felt bad, man. I like little monkeys like that, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, who doesn't love a monkey, dude? That's crazy. They Wait. were heartless little things, and they were just killing them off like nothing. Well, I wonder what they were doing research on. That's That doesn't seem yeah, right. Nobody was ever allowed to know. That, that place has been there for 60, 70 years. Primate imports. Where was this? In Fort Washington. Jesus. What, uh, you ever know anybody with a monkey? Yeah, when I was a little kid. They had one? My neighbors had the most exotic pets. Lizards, parrots, monkeys. And I'd go over their house every day after school. And they had this little fucking monkey with a ring tail. And it would, it would run all over the house. And it was toilet trained. And was sitting in the kitchen. And the little monkey had to take a dump, and it ran into the bathroom. I was like seven years old, and I'm looking at the monkey, and it screamed at me. It was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and it, it jumped off the pole, and it ran out, and it jumped on my lap, and hit me right in the palm of my hand. Oh. He didn't want me watching him take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what happened. You know? what, what kind of monkey was this? I'm trying to remember what it was. It's a common little thing. It, it, cute little monkey, man. They don't get that big. So it's you you didn't you tree. didn't you didn't hit it or anything when it bit you? No, no, it just was looking at me, and I'm watching it sit on the toilet and screaming at me. And they said he doesn't like to be watched. It jumped off the bowl and ran out and bit me. Well, why didn't he just shut the door? He tried to, but he couldn't reach it. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Harmless animal. I forgave him, you know? Yeah. Do you still have your pit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got Azza. She's great. I was going to ask you, so you uh, you been riding motorcycles anymore? Oh, yeah, I do when I can, you know? Why? Uh, I just... want to sell all my bikes. Well, so there's a there's a uh, there's a there's a event next weekend in Connecticut. I want to actually give it a plug, so we're gonna post this on Monday. But there's a it's in New London, but it's like where the guys do like the Harley wheelies. My boy Tall Boy will be there. C.J. Barham. Coming about the crash. Oh wow! No shit. Yeah, so they do like all the burnouts and all the other stuff. But I wanted. I've wanted to, you know. What's that? All season, I've wanted to go over there. But I'm stuck in this freaking truck all the time. And Dan, who I drive with, he just bought a race car trailer that holds five cars inside. <laughs> and he wants me, because my truck's set up for Gooseneck, he wants to hire me next weekend to go to Ohio and pick this up. Oh, well, this is the 25th, so if you can make it, great, but... Uh, it's right in New London next, like all day next, like all day next Saturday. So I just want to give it, it's called, it's called East Coasting for the people that are listening to. It's like a, it's a pretty cool event. Everyone that's going to go there. It's awesome. If this trip falls through, I'll definitely want to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got my electric light is turnkey. I'll hop right on it and go. Well, I'll definitely keep you posted. I want to, uh, I'll, I'll definitely text you all the info and, and let you know. That's going to be on a Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, didn't you crash a Harley or something with a deer or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in 08. What happened? I hit a six-point buck on Airport Road. 
Did you go down? Fuck yeah. That thing ran out of the woods and flanked me from the right. I was on my old shovel head with the eight hangers. If I were on any other bike, I wouldn't be telling you this story because I would have been dead. That's crazy. That buck launched itself right in my path. It was airborne when I hit it. Jesus. My headlight hit it in its left shoulder, right about the heart. And its hind section came under the eight hangers and hit me right in the fucking chest. And blew you off the bike? It sent me straight back. My feet went under my saddlebags. Instinctively, I grabbed the saddlebags with both hands. My head went back. And on an old shovel head, you have a steel plate where your license plate goes. My head went right where the, uh, about an inch above the helmet line. If it was any lower, and it took a huge chip out of my helmet. If that was an inch lower, that would have been my skull. Jesus. My feet, my feet were stuck under the bags. I, I'm looking up at the sky. I'm laid out. I pulled myself up, and the deer's head came right under the bars, and the whole rack went right past my face and chest. And the, and the deer's head was on my tank. And his back was laying on my front fender. And he was kicking his hind legs and he was stuck to the bike. I tank slapped so hard three times violently. Oh, that's the, the worst. Was on the bike, and his head was twisted on my tank. And he was spitting blood all over my jacket and shit. And I'm going... I said, holy shit, I'm looking right at him. You never hear a buck when they groan? Yeah. He was doing that, and he was spitting blood all over me. I was covered in the deer's blood. Jesus. And his back was on what did it sound? What was the sound that he made? They make a groan. You ever hear them during running? At hmm. night, you must hear them up by you. No, what's his sound? I don't even know what that sounds like. You'll never forget it. It's like... <sighs> They make a deer call for that. It oh. revives that cabalance, and it, and it mimics the buck's mating call. So, kind of like a turkey call, or a duck, a duck call. And it loud. says moo? Huh? It goes moo, moo? No, 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 no. No. A moose does a moo, and I used to hear them all the time up in New Hampshire. All the time you'd hear a moose. Um, and moose's sound echoes through the woods from far away. You'll still hear the deer. The deer is, you'll be outside at night and you'll hear it. But um, anyway, uh, the thing was stuck to my bike and was kicking its hind legs. And I'm swerving left and right. Tank slapping. Tank slapping. The it. Me, and the deer swung its back feet around, and my front wheel drove over the feet and ripped his head right off of my. Oh, that saved you. Saved me? No, it didn't. Because my rear wheel went over its whole rib cage. It was like Jesus. I got shot It was no different than getting shot off of a mechanical bull at 50 miles an hour. Oh, no. I was 20 feet in the air. Swimming with my arms and feet, looking down at my bike, oh. and I said, 
So this is how it ends, huh? That's what I said. Did I you... said, I said, God, please let me come out of this one, okay? I came right down on my tank, with my, and my chin broke my speedometer. Jesus. My balls landed right on the fender and dented the fucking fender. Your balls dented the fender. <laughs> I hooked the steering head with both arms and pulled myself back up onto the bike. And when I did, I did three more wicked tank slaps and couldn't come out of it. And I laid the bike down on the right side. I lost my right hip, the whole palm of my hand, my elbow. I got dragged under the bike for about 80 feet. Then the throttle whacked wide open. And it spun me around in an about face, and my jaw and front of my teeth and nose were about to hit the pavement. Jeez. And I put my right hand under my jaw to save my face. And for 20 feet, I watched my skin just slide off as I was sliding away. <laughs> ground my wrist joint looked like it came off of a belt sander. <laughs> there was chunks of bone in the pavement. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I got up. I got up. And I was in fucking total shock. And the deer's laying there. It looked dead. This car pulls up. And it stops. And it was a young couple from East Hampton Indoor Tennis. And they had a little baby with them. And they're in an Audi. And the guy holds up his phone. And he rolls his window down about two inches and holds up his phone and he goes, he want me to call somebody? And his wife looked at me with all the blood and she said, go, go! No <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, all right? So then, then, another vehicle. So they goes, left? They split, she, she Holy goes, shit. Go, go! And they took off. I was covered with blood. Jesus Christ. Wait, this is how my luck goes in my life. And the next vehicle pulls up. It's two South American cleaning ladies in a little minivan that had double sliding doors. They got out. They had a magnetic sign on their door with their name on it of their cleaning service. They pulled the signs off. They opened up the door. She stepped right over them. Didn't even ask him. She says to her friend, Mira un banano. Look, a deer. Shut the him. fuck up. They grabbed it by the rack and they're starting to drag it. And it was, <laughs> it's late, so they didn't even give a fuck about me. Right? Then, then I'm laying there and I'm losing it. I'm ready to collapse. I'm standing <laughs> And I'm looking at my fucking hand, and my elbow had a huge hole in it. My pants were torn open on my hip. The sole of my boot was ripped right off. My <laughs> sock, my sock was half off of my foot. I was a fucking mess. Wait, so, so they so they loaded up the deer? They were trying to, and I hear this vehicle coming around the bend, really hauling ass. And I go, oh shit. It's a blind curve. Whoever this is is going to hit them. I don't want to get killed. And I'm losing it. And I'm leaning forward with my left hand on my knee, just with my head bowed down. 
because I wanted to just sit down on the ground. I couldn't stand up anymore. I was in shock. I was losing blood. I was hurt, man. I hear this other vehicle, and that vehicle turns out I hear somebody yell my name. I look up. You know, Riley? Yeah. It was him. And he looked at me and he goes, holy shit, John, what happened? I said, I hit a deer. And he sees the two girls trying to drag the deer. He said, get away from that animal. She goes, I know speaking English. He goes, bullshit, get away from that animal. Holy hell. appeared to be dead and they were dragging it. It let out that groaning. And its back feet kicked and it got up. And it had this huge flap of skin when my headlight hit it. Right down to its ribs. My headlight visor cut right through all the shoulder muscle and everything like a like a and the gear was fucked up. And it got up on one beat and it crouched oh. down and it launched itself after it wanted it. It was trying to kill them. And they split. They got their car and left. And Riley had a roll of paper towels and he wrapped up my hand. He goes, I'm going to call an ambulance. I said, Don't call any cops, nothing. I said, Call up my son and tell him to get down here. I said, Ride my bike home and go get him. And my grips were covered in blood from when I picked the bike up. He was freaking out. There was blood all over my tank from the deer. The deer's blood was all over my jacket, on my face. It was everywhere. And so the deer gets up, and it looks at me, and it came right over to me, Brent, on three legs. It hobbled right up to me, and it looked me in the eye as if to say, we made it. <laughs> turned around and it hobbled off into the woods and he stopped and he looked over his shoulder at me like we're lucky to be alive <laughs> so my son came back and he got Riley rode the bike home and Junior drove him back and they picked me up and no cops came nothing I said, go get me some oxys and take me to the ER. <laughs> he did. He did. My hand was fucked up. Three of my fingernails were ripped right off and they were hanging right off. Jesus. They sewed my fingernails back on. Wow. Holy shit, was I fucked up. <laughs> I couldn't hold a coffee mug for three months. Jesus Christ. I couldn't. There was no skin. They gave me one of that shit they give to you when you got a burn. What's it called? Uh, silver nitrate. I have to put that on my hand. And every day that stuff healed you up. It grew skin back. And it took like eight weeks to where I had a hole where you could still see my fucking bone under the bandage. I wonder, if that, I wonder if that deer's still around. No, you know, Junior went back the next day with my French bulldog. And a French bulldog isn't a scent dog. She dragged him right into the woods 
right to where that deer was running on the tree. And he crossed that path right out in front of me. He didn't know. He didn't know. There was no wind that evening. None. Wait, so but the, what, you guys found the deer, the deer dead later? No, we found where he was, where, his, where he had come from. Right. <laughs> you, saw his, you saw his past. Right. <laughs> I, I found out from my friend who hunts. He said, Perfect. 20 generations of deer will use that same path that their great ancestry used. Night after night, they'll use the same path. They're born just knowing it. And he said, wherever that deer went, Maybe it's, it lived. I doubt it. No, it I a, doubt it too. Wow, that's that's pretty <laughs> awesome, man. When I drove over, okay. When I drove over that deer, <laughs> I ripped skin from my frame under the shovel head. Ripped skin right off of his ribs. He had engine oil on his fur and shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man, I hit the pavement fucking hard. Ah, that's terrifying, dude. That's like my worst nightmare to crash. Like, just in, just in the I casual. Dumped my, I dumped my panhead on Major's Pass one night at about 50 miles an hour. Jesus. And I, sat, I, I fucking... I sat on my ass cheek and my heel dug into the pavement, and I came up running at 50. And I was taking steps that were 25 feet apart. <laughs> 25 foot steps, we all know about those things. And I could hear the bike coming behind me. And in one of the steps I took, the bike passed me under my step and went right into the woods. Fucked <laughs> the bike up. I never fell. And my feet were. Aging right. like hell. I got home that night. Yeah, I'll take it back. Put the bike on the truck, and I got up the next morning and couldn't walk. I looked at the bottoms of my feet; they were black and blue from running so hard on the pavement. That's wild. Right through my boots. Jesus. Yeah, I've I've never had like an actual road crash, but I've I've crashed on the track on a, on the Ducati, but not on the road it's obviously like a huge fear to crash on the road you know I dumped my Norton 850 Commando how many crashes you had I hit the pavement probably wait 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 Johnny hold on one second I want to stop you one second what about that hang glider you bought oh I still have it you want to try it out <laughs> <laughs> not after I heard how it went now that was another one I had Wait, what happened with the first one that you got? Because I heard that you went to the pit, like the local yep, pit, pit and I here. I jumped off this big hill and just dropped like a fucking rock to the ground. Since then, I've gotten more updated equipment. You've, you've actually used it and flew around on it? No, not on that one. That one I found out was not meant to jump off of hillsides. <laughs> That's a pertinent piece of information. It was, it was meant to get towed behind the boat. Oh, oh my god, dude. 
Jesus. Wait, so so have you flown in a hang glider before? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I love it. I mean, it seems pretty awesome, actually. It is. But what I'm really set to do now is not hang glide. I want to uh, power motor. Yeah, that's actually pretty badass. Right? I am go- I'm definitely going to do it. This winter, if I start hauling boats to Florida, which I think I'm going I'll have time to spend down there. Take my lessons. Yeah, get get your get certified. Get the paramotor. Right, right, right. Hey Johnny, my phone's literally about to die. Um, oh wait, it just did. Actually, oh, man, it's actually awesome. dead. All right, that was a perfect little segue. People like that exist. He, how fucking hilarious is he though? Actually, he's never not like that. <laughs> all right let's buckle back in yeah. all right i might conclude our podcast <laughs> yeah that's the end of what we were all just talking about oh my God. yeah he just took this fucking stage dude i had to cut him off before maybe something cancelable was spoken <laughs> what do you are you still living no i'm not no dude oh god the deer the descriptions He's <laughs> never not like that. I've not talked to him for a year. When's the last time we talked to him? That was it. <laughs> so he's on his way. Just let's just remember that whatever how long that was. I, my phone's dead. What time is it? Nine thirty. Okay, so that was like thirty minutes of that shit probably. He's on his way to feed rats <laughs> in the Bronx. <laughs> That's actually insane. Oh, so I guess we're smoking in here now. I free- I couldn't even like participate in what was happening before. There's the full like smoke smoky saloon over here. All right, so back to your old fishing tales and. Oh uh, God. Dude, that was incredible. the podcast right there. Dude, how hilarious is that human? Something else. Have you ever seen, dude, dude? Okay, so you're into like the mountain bike thing. We should honestly look into the fucking paramotors. Mm. Have you seen those? No. Dude, they're awesome. It's like basically like a big wing. You wear like a big parachute, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and you have like the like fan on the back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But they're super legit now. There's a company that makes them. They're like a few grand, and you have like a full thing. You go fly around with the thing. Right, right. I would love to see him in that thing. I will die if I see him <laughs> cruising in that thing and with his same getup that he wears. Right. <laughs> his laconia vest yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. dude amazing classic dude. <laughs> classic human Unbelievable. so where do we go from here uh, you want to call it yeah dude I, <laughs> you do yeah that was awesome we're already smoking in here now i know that was i feel like it just now started no I, don't, I know but that was like we could also take a break no we don't do a break we just bring the party to us or whatever we're doing yeah and that was, I don't know, I felt like that was like an epic. Close. Maybe, yeah, that's pretty epic. <laughs> if people made it this far, it's like a miracle anyway. Yeah, if they're like, yeah. some people will definitely tune out and be like, what the fuck? And then some people will be like, wow, this is the human I've been waiting to follow on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling him, I was like, dude, so I, I he does not work for me anymore. Uh, as you can imagine, we were paying him for his stories mostly right, right. and his like charisma. Um, 
but that dude so funny I, get, I don't even know which way to go with this at the moment like when i first like the first dump truck i ever bought <laughs> dude, first dump truck i ever bought the first load of dirt that it goes to dump in montauk he backs up this hill and can't quite make it so he's like oh fuck it i'll just throw the bed up he throws the bed up and rolls the dump truck down the fucking hill it takes like four wreckers and an excavator and like eight hours for us to recover this fucking thing (laughs) we get the dump truck out we fucking we take it to this repair shop we get it all fixed up and we put it back on the road and i think that thing worked for a, a few years it actually was it was fine after that we did a little body work and it was it was okay um but i remember seeing his face after that happened and then he started telling me the story of what had happened and as the truck was flipping and <laughs> what his, what was going through his mind and all these different things. And I mean, it was a slam and a half, like when he got like, when he ate shit in that thing, but dude, it's just like, in that moment, I was just like, I'm not even, I can't even be mad, dude. Like, you're just like, first of all, I'm happy. I'm happy you're alive right. that there's like, you go, first of all, you, you didn't die. I'm a little bummed. My dump truck got all smashed up. Like that's, that definitely sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, his recollection of, like, the whole thing and, like, he was, like, super calm and, like, holy hell, like, holy shit. Like, oh, you, if it was one inch more, that rock would have been in my fucking temple. Like, it was, like, always, like, that kind of story. Dude, I do not remember him telling this story about the deer. No, I heard it before. Where? At the art show? Yeah. It was a, <laughs> bit of a different version. But, yeah. Wait, pull the mic up a little bit, even if yeah. we're closing it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so that's when he told you the whole story about his... Yeah. Motorcycle crash? Oh, man. He told me a couple of them. <laughs> it was pretty funny. He's something. But how many people like that do you meet uh, often? Quite a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quite a few. Yeah. 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 I, um, I can't believe he still has his hang glider. Mm. The maniac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, should we close it out? Yeah. All right, brother. Well, thank you for finally fucking doing yeah. this. Well, we're going to do it again. Let's actually do it. Yeah. We were talking about before, like, how we were like, oh, this is makes it the perfect one. And we just <laughs> fucked it every which way. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Peace out, everybody. Yeah. Later. Later.